the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Feel free to give us a call today, 216-901-0945. If you have a question regarding your personal finances, investments, um, that's what we're here for. <laughs> and uh, give you a little brief update. A little later in today's show, we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the Lookout for the Bull website. It is so close, I can taste it. You can, you can actually see a portion of it. It hasn't gone live yet, but uh, some of it is up online. So we'll talk about that later in today's show. Probably the last segment of today's show. And on some interesting stuff I'm observing there. So that's pretty good. I did want to uh, say thanks again. And we we had a seminar a couple of weeks ago, and I was really glad a lot of people uh, showed up for it. And we were talking a little bit about how the um, trade wars might impact your investments. And uh, the bottom line to that, because I'd like to spend just a little bit more time talking about that, uh, the bottom line to that is that the trade disputes make for great headlines, but when you look at the actual numbers that they're talking about, as a percentage of the economy, it's not a really large thing. And in other words, there are a lot of other things that could have a much bigger impact, in my opinion. Um, and the trade war can be blamed, which, you know, the newspapers are, are um, not newspapers, but media sources are very keen to, to pick out one or two things and say, this is, you know, it's all their fault. And you know what? That's just not true. And it's just, it, it sells ads, but it's not true. And so I just have to call them out on that. There are lots of things at work all the time. And it's the collective effort that of, of all these things. And it's actually, the, it's a collective mindset. Whenever the vast majority of the population does get convinced something's going to happen. It generally happens. You know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just basically how that works. And uh, eventually they get excited again. And I think that's one of the, the roles that youth has in a society is they get excited about stuff and they'll go out and they'll start buying. They'll start spending. Yeah. And uh, why? Because it's what you do when you're young. And it's not just America, by the way. That's a, that's a human thing. So uh, the I keep coming back to this over and over and over again, and because it's still true, and and it's still going to work that way. I mean, think about it. If uh, you don't realize that you actually need a heart to pump the blood through your body, and somebody keeps 
telling you that because you keep forgetting (laughs) or you're not paying attention to it? Is it any less true? Nope. It's always going to be true. And uh, just like a uh, an economy, the way that ours are set up now across the world, we can heal. We've got the ability. We've got the tools. And we will use them. So whatever happens, you know, if the market goes down, the market will come back up eventually. Um, market gets too expensive, I'll let you know. We're not there yet. Now, what do I mean by you know, too expensive, that's an interesting concept. It, uh, if you look at what things are worth versus what other things are worth, you know, like kind of like mm, putting a price on a home. You know, there are professionals that go around. I actually have a client that does that. And uh, they value homes so that you can get the right loan for that home. And it's very similar with stocks. Now, if you look at where stocks are in general in the United States, which makes up about half of the world's stock market value, can you believe that? We're 5% of the world's population. 5%. And our stock market makes up almost half of the world's stock market value. That That's amazing. A lot of reasons for that, too. See, because we were the ones that first figured out this method that I've been talking about. It's called fractional reserve banking. When we got it down, okay. Well, I shouldn't say we weren't we weren't the first. We were one of the first, one of the first countries to do that on a very large scale, and to get away from gold standards. That's one of the worst things. Every time I hear that, and I know there are some people that, whose ears are burning right now and wish you, if they had a gun, I probably wouldn't be here in three seconds, <laughs> because it's just they love that, and uh, it's it, it's just. It's a fantasy and, you know, I, I feel bad for him. The, uh, but gold standard would not be a good thing at all. We were on gold standards before and they would trade silver and they would set these exchange rates. And then you had, there was a lot of opportunity to trade, a lot more opportunity to trade stuff. You want to talk about risk. Actually, you can still trade gold. But it's not hooked to many currencies anymore, anywhere around the world. And uh, the risk with all that stuff, though, is not that stock markets are going to go down and stay down. The big risk, well, it depends. They can stay down a a very long time. You look at Japanese stock market. Japan, I think they have somewhere around 130 million people, um, about a third the size of us. They got very little land over there. They have almost no natural resources. The fact that they can do as well as they do is mind-boggling. I mean, it is absolutely mind-boggling. So their stock market got so overvalued that it's still down a lot since the late 1980s. Now, I hope that never happens here. (laughs) That's a hope. By the way, you couldn't convince people that the stock market wasn't the way to invest in Japan or in a lot of other countries around the world because they're, the way that their stock market got so ahead of itself and so overpriced was it kept going up. You know, and then that happens until one day people come to their senses and go, what? The emperor has no clothes? <laughs> and they're not really laughing, actually. Those are wailing sounds. <laughs> but we're not anywhere near that level. And with interest rates as low as they are, interest rates probably headed a little bit lower. You know, as low as they are, they're probably going down from here. 
that's kind of a good environment for stocks and bonds. Um, the trade, by the way, the uh, the taxes they put on stuff. You know, when China manipulates their currency, which they do, I, th- I thought that was a funny headline. China's being labeled as a currency manipulator. I, I would love to to meet the person that wrote that and just rub their nose in the dirt. <laughs> Everybody knows China's been a manipulator. <laughs> that is not something new. The uh, <laughs> That is so old. And by the way, when you do that, you make everything less expensive in China. So putting taxes on stuff, Coming in here, all you all you did was make things more expensive for Americans. They change the exchange rate and it drops the price right back down again. Touche. <laughs> it's a, and now they're they're still back to their advantage. Hasn't really cost them hardly anything. It just kills me, you know, to watch this stuff going on. And I, quite frankly, I don't know what the answer is. I can't. I couldn't begin to tell you. That's past my pay grade. To set international trade policies, you know, especially with a country who's got 1.3 billion people on livable land that's less than we have here in the United States, they have they have problems you can't even imagine. Nobody can imagine except for those people that are living in those conditions. So I don't know. I don't pretend to know what the answers to that are. I'm just an investment advisor. <laughs> I can tell you from an investment standpoint that it's always going to be an issue. You know, China, they can't afford to pay for the uh, um, technology that they copy and don't pay us for. <laughs> they have too many mouths to feed. I mean, think about that. That is just a rough, a tough situation. So uh, it somebody's actually trying to stand up and do something about it, that, that's a big deal. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people weren't. A lot of people were kind of like I am. They looked at it and said, oh, yeah, they have some big problems over there. The, uh, mm, I'm not sure what we should do about that. And uh, man, maybe we should let them borrow some of the intellectual technology that we have so that they can improve their lifestyles. And, um, you know, wow. So it's just there's a lot of complex, much complexity out there. The good news is that Things are not overpriced. You look at stocks around the world, a lot of countries, uh, not emerging markets. Well, emerging markets, some of them are pretty cheap. It's a little wilder over there. But you look at established markets in Europe, their valuations are a lot lower than ours. You've got dividend yields that are higher than ours. You know, that's good. In other words, they're more undervalued than ours are. But you could say that for the past six or seven years, and those have been not performing nearly as well as ours have. So it's a, uh, it's interesting. What I'm saying is that today is a whole lot like any other time in history. In order to figure out what's going to happen, you got to have a crystal ball that works. So you have to stick to the methods that have been found over the years, time and effort to work reasonably well. And that's diversifying Looking at things like value, value eventually value does matter. You know, that's the reason I say that that way is when you're looking at individual stocks over a one or two or even a three or four year time period, you might as well toss a quarter to know whether or not that stock is going to be higher three or
three or four years from now than it is today. Think about that. And this, this is fact, Jack. This is really fact. The correlation between how a business did, meaning its sales and profit growth or losses, have been found to be statistic. I can't even say it anymore. Statistically, um, not highly correlated. So the, when something's highly correlated, it's kind of like a seesaw. You push on one side, the other side goes up. 100% of the time. Okay. That's, that's a perfect correlation. This one goes down, that one goes up. Why? Because this one is actually causing that one. That's a cause, a, a causation. So when you, but when you look at the correlation, when you push down on this side, that side goes up. It's 100%. Something above 70 is highly effective, typically. That's, at least that's what I was taught way back in the day. <laughs> This is before we had laptops, back when I was in, in college. Yeah, you can imagine that. But anyway, so something that had a, uh, a correlation coefficient of 0.7, that meant 70% of the time, was considered really significant. Something below 30, or actually, uh, I, I can't even remember what they considered statistically insignificant. Well, anyway, the correlation between sales growth, profit growth, and share price appreciation was 0.3% over a five-year time period. Think about that. So only one out of three times did the company's return match the growth in sales and profits. One in three. You do better throwing darts. You realize that, right? Or actually flipping a quarter. Flipping a quarter is right half the time. You're only right 30% of the time. Doesn't that make you feel better? <laughs> so uh, that's why everybody's always talked about in the industry that you want to be a long-term investor. And if you're not looking out past five years, you're making a mistake. When you're trying to guess which sectors, which stocks are going to do well over the next four to five years, you're making a mistake. You are. And I know people can say, well, Bill, you're putting off this website called Look Out for the Bull. Yeah. Look out for the bull is identifying that fact. It's identifying with that fact. Stocks will also make a relatively large move occasionally about 20% of the time. That means you got a one in five chance. And a lot of people are going, well, that's not very good. Yes, it is. As long as you keep your losses small on the ones that don't work out, you get one big winner out of every four or five uh, tries, that's pretty good. I Actually, I'd take one out of 10. But that's me. I grew up the hard way. And I still choose the hard way. Don't know why. Just kind of wired that way. <laughs> but, yeah, actually, I just, I thought I didn't have another choice. <laughs> and you kind of get used to it after a while. But there are a lot of people that, that were very successful with this particular management style that doesn't, that does not require that you project the future. Doesn't require that. Most of the exchange traded funds out there are not trying to predict the future. They're just trying to, they're in the, the math that they call an algorithm. In their math that they're choosing, things like, okay, sales were up by a certain percent, the profit margin was this, there was a return on assets of this, blah, blah, blah. That's all math. They're using math. 
And I coined a phrase a few months ago, math over emotion. And in the long run, that's actually worked pretty good. In fact, the S&P 500 is one big mathematical formula. And those guys are denying it now because it, you know, it got copied so many times. They're saying, oh, no, we're adding value, really? <laughs> All these years? You just recently started to? <laughs> no, I, I know what happened. Somebody in your marketing department said, hey, I know how to fix this. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. But bottom line is math over emotion. I believe it. You know, you, you got to have it. It's a, uh, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. When you are putting your portfolio, it's not complicated either. It is not complicated. Yeah, the math that tends to work well is relatively simple. And so that's what the, uh, that's why I decided to put out the, uh, to, to do this one more time, put out the lookout for the bull website. It's going to be a, an educational resource. You can actually go to it right now. You see a kind of a preview. Um, it was up and down yesterday as they were working on it. So if you try to log into it, it or if you try to pull it up, it may not come up. It depends on what the, uh, uh, guys that are working on it are doing. And, uh, uh, it will be up fairly soon. And as an educational tool, I just don't think you can have, uh, as good of a tool. And I, you know, I hear a lot about, uh, um, financial education and a lot of talk about financial planners. Uh, and, uh, that's all good. That's all fine. But if you want it simplified, do you ever talk to these people that, you know, that are in my industry, the, the vast majority of them can't speak English anymore. They have three and four syllable words and they have all kinds of, uh, extremely, they, they sounded really intelligent. Uh, if you only knew what they were saying, <laughs> I do know what they're saying. And a lot of what they're talking about, it's really not that relevant. You know, they, it's, yeah, I feel like it's kind of a justification for, uh, for what they're doing. And so he, let me, let me lighten this up for you. And this is, a, has always been a theme of mine. We'll always be, I'll go to my grave with this theme. It doesn't need to be that complicated. Your retirement planning. That's relatively simple. You're going to have social security, hopefully, or some form of a, uh, a pension. And if you don't, then you're going to have to rely exclusively on your savings. And we'll talk about all this. As soon as I come back, I hear the music. That means we got commercials coming. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. I'll be right back. If you'd like to call us, 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And, uh, boy, we were talking about all kinds of stuff. I would like to let you know, if you want to go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, you can sign up for an email, a free email newsletter. I uh, edit that one, so I don't actually produce it. Most of the articles were are from really large publications around the world in um you know, like Barron's and Wall Street Journal and Money Magazine. So I select these articles that I like. They're actually, they're offered up to me. I choose the ones I think are most relevant at that point in time. Uh, there's some text that I end up editing before I send it out. And uh, I really like it. And I especially like the one that we just sent. It had uh, some pretty good articles on there. Um, that one, if you would like a copy of it, I'd actually have to send it to you. So you'd have to go to my website, contact me and tell me that you wanted it. But it was about getting your kids 
who are recent college graduates off your payroll. <laughs> oh, everybody struggles with that, by the way. Believe me, I got I got three of my own. I know what you are feeling. It's rough. And um, there was some just some really good, useful information that I really liked. And you can get those, you know, get on my email newsletter list just by going to my website and requesting it. So, uh, again, I do go through, I'm not actually writing it, I'm editing it. So I make changes and I select the articles that I think are most relevant to my uh, client base and to basically the public at large. There's a lot of stuff that you could read out there, and uh, who has time to do all that? <laughs> but anyway, so, and you know, one of the things I, I do also want to talk about since I brought that up is, you know, you hear a lot of talk about retirement planning, retirement planning. Yeah, it's kind of hard uh, if you let it be. It can be as hard as you as you make it. So you can make it incredibly difficult, or you could make it relatively simple. So I like the simple. That's, that's just who I am. I don't want to leave out anything that's important, but I don't want to include one extra step if I don't have to. And so here's what you do. Sit down. If you don't know anything about retirement planning at all, just sit down, get a piece of paper, put your income down on a piece, on that piece of paper and multiply it by 0.75. That's the income you could get by on without having to change too much your lifestyle in your retirement. Now, I know that's going to be different for a lot of different people. Uh, a lot of people are not going to be able to get by on that. A lot of people will actually be able to save money on that. So everybody's different. It's just trying to give you a general rule of thumb. So if, if you were making um, $50,000 a year, you could probably get by on thirty-seven, five, thirty-seven, thirty-eight thousand without making major changes. Believe me, that would be tough. But yeah, that's those are just numbers I'm pulling out of my head. So multiply that by 0.75. Now, what you need to do is go to Social Security, set up an account online if you if you're eligible for Social Security, and check to see what kind of benefit you might have in the future. Uh, take the that number, set it aside. Okay. The number that we just came back to, we're going to go back to that number. The number that we just came up with. So let's say we would said it was, uh, what did I say it was? 37.5. Okay. And you're going to take out 4.5% of $37,500. And let me see. I've got to 37,500. 0.045. We're going to use, Wow. That is funny. So I just divided 37,500 divided by 0.045. is the rate that one of the big financial planning firms recommends you use. So if you didn't have Social Security, <laughs> if you didn't have any Social Security, you're probably going to need around 800,000 bucks, a little over 800,000 to produce $37,500 at 4.5%. Now that's depressing. Big time. This is where, and somebody that's earning that kind of income today is probably going to have somewhere around 2000 a month. It's actually going to be a little bit more than that, but I'm just going to use it to keep my math easy. So that's $24,000 a year. So if you subtract these 37.5 uh, minus 24,000, 
Actually, it's only $13,500 that you have to come up with. Now, if I divide that by 4.5%, I only need 300000 bucks. 300000 bucks, I'm there. Now, if you didn't get that down, you can always go to the Fishes website and look up the Bullington Capital Report and listen to this segment again. <laughs> go to the second segment. It, uh, do you know if they actually... Um, Separate those segments online there? No? Do you know if they separate? They don't? Okay. Anyway, you'll have to find, you'll have to figure out where <laughs> you might have to listen to the whole show. Or you can just go to my website and say, hey, that calculation that you did, uh, can you do that? I can send it to you. It's no problem. It's less than a page. Less than a page. Think about that. I call it the 60-second retirement plan. And uh, I have, you know, it's really funny. Maybe I'm just not covering it as well as I think I do uh, at workshops. I've I've done this before at workshops, and people are like, "Wait a minute, I, you know, you never talked about the retirement plan." No, I did. I just talked about it so quickly because there's not some, there's not that much to it that you missed it. <laughs> and I did cover it. I cover it all the time, which is why I'm covering it again today. So, uh, and don't worry if you missed it. I'll I'll do it again. So. It's what you do. Take your take whatever your pensions are, subtract that out of seventy five percent of what you got what you're earning now, and then divide that balance by four and a half percent. Voila, you are done. <laughs> the hard part is gathering the information on Social Security. It, it can be hard. I had to go get a new Social Security card. It was crazy. I mean, I I had to sit inside a Social Security office. I think I was there for about five hours. That was nuts. But you know, now I got it, and I got the online access, so you can get estimates based on your earnings history and all that kind of stuff. If you have a pension, you know, there's a annual statement of benefits. You just call the HR and tell them you want it. You know, I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I don't know how to do that. Okay, you don't know how to call your HR? You don't know who the HR is at your company? The uh, Ask somebody. <laughs> I don't work there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Kind of, but uh, I get it. It's intimidating. You don't want to look dumb and all that stuff. I'll help you. Uh, I just tell them, look, here's what you need. The, uh, in fact, you know, I'll write a letter for you. The, uh, you can sign it and send it yourself. And, uh, but you need to get that because that's, that, that's a lot. I mean, think about that. $24,000 as a Social Security payment saves you from having to save Five hundred and thirty-three thousand bucks. That's five hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars that you do not have to save. <laughs> That's huge, and it's it's amazing. And uh, boy, if the Social Security Department knew all this, somebody sends them a copy of this show, they're probably cutting the benefits. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what, though, I'll, I'll tell you this: if people thought about this. Now think about that. That wasn't that hard. I took $2,000 a month, $24,000 divided by 0.045. That's how I came up with that number. So when you're looking at your spouse over there, your spouse collecting a couple thousand bucks a month from Social Security, their value should have just gone up a lot <laughs> in your mind anyway. But <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. I, I, I do know why because I've, you know, I've, I've seen clients and when i point this out you know (laughs) 
that dude right over there, you know, drinking beer, doesn't shave. <laughs> he's, he's worth over half a million bucks. Yeah. Wow. That's a whole new life. That beard is suddenly very stylish. <laughs> oh, wow. If you can tell I'm getting a little, uh, I don't know. I've been working really hard. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> and I still have to talk about this book. I can't believe how long it took me to finish this one book. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates recommended this book. And I tried to read it like three different times. I could not make it through the first chapter. It was so boring. I mean, it was so boring. And I'm thinking, what the heck does this have to do with anything? <laughs> so I read that recommendation again. I go, okay, that's it. You know, I'm going to get my Kindle and I'm going to keep this by my bed, which is what I do now. Sometimes I have a tough time falling asleep. Try reading some financial books. That'll put you right to sleep. <laughs> better than, uh, oh, better than a sleeping aid. One of the best sleeping aids. So I did, I actually finished the book. And the whole thing about the, uh, the Ford Edsel, it was called Business Adventures. I can't even remember who the author is, but uh, I'll go look it up because it's on my Kindle. And the whole first chapter was, it was a long first chapter too. It was on the Edsel. That was a Ford product that failed miserably. They, those guys took five or six years to get it out. The, uh, I hope this not, is not a precursor to the lookout for the bull. <laughs> but they spent a lot of time, effort, and energy on putting that car out. It's about $250 million bucks. I think they said that, that somewhere around there the total cost was. You know, back in the late 1950s, that was an, that was still an enormous amount of money, but it was just unheard of to put that kind of money out on a product like there. Anybody here of a company called Tesla? I don't know if Tesla's <laughs> future is the same as Ford's, but uh, anyway, I just didn't understand why they spent so much time talking about that until I started reading further into the book. You know, making it past that first chapter was pretty tough. And then it goes into a bunch of other stories about how the currencies were uh, needed to be saved. The British pound, it was, it was very important at one point in time. The world's still pretty important. Actually, uh, they were part of the Euro and that's, that's all a big mess. Anyway, the, the bottom line with the moral to the story, a lot of these stories was, you know, things were actually a lot tougher in the past. They were more fragile than they are today. And we made it through that. I'm pretty sure that's the moral to the story. When push came to shove, all these countries, England, Germany, France, France has always been kind of a stickler, but a lot of other countries, they would pitch in and come in for the common good. And this is one of the things that I keep thinking about how smart Isaac Newton was. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. These countries weren't participating in many cases because they wanted to. It's because they had to. Their well good, their their well being depended upon the well being of all these other countries. And I think that's missed a lot. Nobody ever talks about that. Incidentally, it wasn't talked about in my economics classes. I'm pretty sure they don't teach it teach it today. I don't know. I should go see. But it's highly unlikely because it back in those days currencies were actually pegged to like gold, so everybody had a gold standard which made it incredibly complicated and much more difficult 
yeah, than it is today. So, um, which I'm sure, every, you know, people that have a lot of education, they want to debate. They don't want to debate everything. So that's, that's okay. <laughs> Just like the dog pound, you know. Every single one of the people in the dog pound could coach that team to a Super Bowl. You know that, right? <laughs> But they're all entitled to their opinions, so I just don't have to listen. <laughs> and you don't have to listen to mine. That's, that's a great thing about uh, uh, America and the radio. You don't have to listen. Yeah, Hopefully I'm bringing stuff out here that, that, that's helpful to you. The, uh, what I'm trying to get at, the point that I'm trying to get at, is that we have come through a lot of, um, well, actually we've come through many hard times. We've come through a, a lot of trials and tribulations as a country, as a world. And we've done pretty well. When you look around, you see how things are. I just had to uh, upgrade my iPhone. The one I had was five years old. I can't believe it made it that long. The um, but it started dropping calls. You know, the I and I started remembering. Oh yeah, I forget. That's a magnetic device. That's an electronic device, which is highly composed of magnets. And when magnets lose the ability to hold a charge, they stop working. <laughs> So I got all these things going wrong with my phone. I'm like, yeah, oh, I guess it's time, you know. And as a matter of fact, I didn't have the uh, eye care that that covered for drops or or you know breaking the phone at the time that I bought that. The uh, it covered some. I can't even remember what it covered yet, quite frankly. But I took the cover off of it two and a half years ago, thinking that you know I'll probably drop it and and break it, and that'll be a good excuse. I won't feel so bad going in and replacing the phone. If it's broken <laughs> and I didn't break it. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing. They gave me 250 bucks for it still after all these years. The, uh, and I traded it in and now I'm looking at the new phone and going, wow, wow. I really should have done this a long time ago. You should see the camera. It is unbelievable. The stuff that you can do with this phone. It's mind boggling. And this is what I'm talking about. This is because people join together. In this case, uh, it's a bunch of software writers that work for Apple. Uh, and by the way, once they put out a product, I think the phone's ringing. The, uh, once they put out a product, the, uh, you know, it's going to get copied a million times by everybody else and we're all going to progress. And, uh, it's amazing what these electronic devices can do and, uh, just how far we've come. In that technology. So, and that was actually the phone. <laughs> it's just amazing how far we've come and how far we're going to go, how quickly things are going. I got to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. I'll be back right after these messages. My foes are many, they rise against me. Listen to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Hey, you can pick up a copy of this podcast on my website, Bill at, Bull, I'm sorry, that's my email address, but BullingtonCapital.com, or you can go to 955thefish.com, and they carry it there as well, or you can go to Apple iTunes and uh, or uh, iHeartRadio. I'm everywhere. <laughs> and I'm going to go right to uh, John right now. John, you have a uh, call, question, or comment? 
Good morning, Mr. Bullington. This is an unsolicited validation that it's not Alexa doing the job for Mr. Bullington. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. secondly, talking about the... Uh, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hello. Hello? Yep, you're you're still on the air. Hello? Well, I guess not. The, uh, hmm, maybe... If you'd like to call in or if you'd like to call back, 216-901-0945. Not sure what happened there at all. The uh, Sorry about that. But phone call is 216-901-0945. And uh, I was just going to, you know, we're, we talk a lot about what's happening. Uh, and this is how economies progress. How they keep up financially is called the money supply. Okay, that's another whole subject of another program. In the meantime, so I get on a lot of email lists. I get on a lot of, um, I have a lot of subscriptions, publications. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, at least a couple minutes, was Tesla and how they're they're just introducing their software version 10.0. And this is amazing. Now listen to this. Here's, <laughs> it's saying, uh, transform your car into an entertainment juggernaut. With immersive sound so incredible, you might consider having your next movie night in your car. Invite friends to sing along or stream your favorite videos while charging them with the whole family. That is amazing. I'll come back to that in a second because I got a couple calls here. I got to go right to Kyle. Kyle, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Yes, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. You're a very hard guy to get a hold of. Uh, you, you really need to slow down on the phone number for mobile people who are driving and would love, love to talk to you. Okay. So you're, hard, you're very hard to get a hold of. Uh, number, but I'm glad I got through. I am retired now, and uh, my investments are very well diversified. But, you know, I'm just so angry with uh, the left would do anything to destroy everything, our economy, everyone's investments. This, this economy could really be rip-roaring along here if, they work together for sure. If it, if we went got back to the old Republicans and just Democrats instead of the well, actually, China. yeah, the uh, uh, I have to. So, uh, it's not a really a, a political show. This is a no. I know that, but what I'm I guess what I'm going to say is, uh, being diversified. You're saying just leave it alone. Don't worry about what people are trying to say. Next year we're going to have this big recession and. Do we get out and go, you know, right. you cash? Have, you should have that. That should be a part of your plan. You, you, what you intend to do should be a part of your plan already. You you should know what you're going to do if a recession comes. You should know what you're going to do if the economy continues to expand and grow. You should know that ahead of time, and it doesn't need to be very complicated. That's my message. Uh, well, I mean, it seems to be complicated. I mean, because obviously That's I can just leave things diversified. But uh, well, no, everyone... actually, you gotta you gotta pay attention to the balance between stocks and bonds in your portfolio yeah. and cash. Cash is typically just a small amount. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And you got to make adjustments for that. And and as you get older, you know that's really important. Uh, we've got a software package that that actually gives yeah. you suggestions. And and yeah, keeping up with that is 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 kind of a big deal. If you're not analyzing that normally people like to have uh, an advisor you could do it yourself if you wanted to because um, you can do anything yourself today if you want to sure but, but the yeah. uh, you want to take a look at that 
take a look at, at your life expectancy, what you think uh, the, the current balance should be. That's going to be dictated by your risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, but it's not all that complicated. In fact, the next, the next seminar that I do, I'm going to bring up the software that I use now. The, uh, it's a, uh, it's been improved pretty dramatically so that, uh, you know, you can see it, it gives you suggested guidelines. And the guidelines yeah, sure. are between stocks, bonds, and cash. And hey, then, I, uh, before I go, I want to say I enjoy your show. I listen to you on Saturdays because I drive a lot. Oh, thanks. And, uh, I keep up the good work, and I I do enjoy the show. It's just well, hard to get a hold of you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks you. a lot. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye-bye. And is this John? Yes, I'm sorry, but all my Smithsonian land phone let me down. So the okay. last mile of the journey is always the problem. Yep. I don't mean in the wheelchair either. <laughs> anyway, uh, the last call, caller, Amen. we have been practicing and Silently, if not deliberately, uh, on four terrors, killing capitalism for a long time. These were 30, 40 years that I watched. I think it's a silent, instead of being a silent, beneficial agent, and human beings have ever developed. We have been doing a lot of things for short-term benefit. Zero-based budgeting was there available in 1969. I used it at the Fortune 500 company. 1969 with IBM mainframe 360. Not that we don't have any tools or apps. It's just that Oh, what is experience? What is convenient? But the bottom line is from accounting. Bottom line, everything said and done, what's the ultimate result? What's the input out, outside of all the variables? There's enough common sense. We don't need a PhD. It's just that we just are too doggone lazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's bad because it's, it's a capitalism increases standard of living when we are sleeping. If you let it go on its own. Right. You know, it's sad. I mean... I, I, even all the central banks are playing games with all of us, yep. and I, I can't change the world, and we can't change the politics either. Hey, you but might, as far as the you might apps like, are concerned, yeah, you you might like lack that. Of information. Thanks yeah. for all the wonderful things you do every Saturday. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate you know, it. You see, don't forget. You know, it's a shame because uh-huh. between insurance and banking, we yep. can flourish the capitalism. Yep, I mean, unfortunately, uh, we are six blind people looking for an elephant. Yeah, it's it's kind of always been that way, though. That's 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 that was the one thing I did get out of that book that I was talking about earlier, is that the more things change, the more they actually stay the same. I, I, I'm a hopeful person. I'm 85 pretty soon. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's just the fact, you know, why we can't use the tools. Oh, I know that that part's been frustrating me for years. I used to uh, read religiously. The uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology <laughs> Review, MIT Technology Review, and I got so upset because these solutions were not being implemented. I mean, in, uh, every industry application of yeah. software now vertical and horizontal. Yeah. There's no lack of analytics tools. Right. It's just, there's too much information than what time allows, unless you believe in reincarnation. Which I don't. <laughs> yep. Well, I hey, have a, have a good weekend. <laughs> And, uh, thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank I you. Two or three weeks. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. So, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit right before we the end the show. Uh, the look out for the bull website. It's it's. I know I've been saying this for years now, but it is so <laughs> it is so close. And uh, some of the uh, stocks that came up on it. Uh, this is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, the, the whole look out for the bull thing is to basically 
tell you how it really is. When you're looking, and, and you can verify all this stuff. That, that's the nice thing about today is you can verify everything I'm saying because you can get right online and, and Google it. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to do. So uh, there are trends. Trends are going to come and go. Um, there are stocks. There are ways to make money in markets. If you want a really good ed- education uh, about markets, I think you've got tools out there. Uh, look out for the bull. Going to try to be one of them to give you a really good feeling for how stocks really behave, uh, what they move like. Uh, to not paint a picture that's you know unrealistic. That's that's the main key is don't paint an unrealistic picture. When I see companies that are coming up on my lists that uh, look pretty good and you're able to go back and look at their financial statements, you can see what's going on at the companies. That's a good thing. Uh, I just started talking a little bit about the the Tesla. They they ran an ad. I'm on one of their mailing lists. The the kind of stuff that they're doing, you're going to have that car is going to have to drive itself, by the way. Because this is what they're building inside the car. This game called Cuphead, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know what it is. But I'm pretty sure they, they call it a classic run-and-gun action game. Really? You're going to be playing the action game while you're driving the car? <laughs> nope. I think the car's going to be driving itself. That's what's going to be happening. Uh, Spotify comes in. Tesla Theater experience the most fun you'll ever have while parked in your favorite movies, TV shows, and videos. Oh, they're going to make you park for that one. That's a good one. Karaoke. They're putting karaoke in the car. That is hilarious. I have my own karaoke. It's called my iPhone. I plug it in. <laughs> I only do this when I'm by myself, by the way. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you're feeling lucky, hungry, one tap will send you on a surprise adventure to a local restaurant or attraction. How cool is that? This is today. This is, <laughs> this is their most recent update to the software. And you want to see something funny. Oh, I actually have to save that for uh, next week. So at least you know you have a laugh coming. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420. The answer also carried as a podcast on the fish, 955thefish.com. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.